0: Welcome back. Later in the hour, Keith Jones' prediction. He has been uncanny for months now. Will he continue his streak? Will he pick the Mm. Eagles or will he pick the Niners? He's looking out like he might be tilting towards San Francisco. I don't know. (laughs) But I would like to make a statement here. For many years, I have said negative things about the former Giants running back, Tiki Barber. Mm -hmm. Even afterwards in his broadcast career, I have occasionally taken a shot. <laughs> I no longer have any hostility toward Tiki. Oh, nice! I am now officially a fan of Tiki Barber because he's classy enough to come on Al and take our abuse after his Giants prediction was wrong. From WFA ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tiki Barber. Tiki, we like you now in Philly.
1: I appreciate that. I don't, I don't know if I need like. I just need
0: respect, right? right. Does that works. <laughs> Absolutely, totally. Re- I always respect you. You're a hell of a running back. But Tiki, when I
1: come down and buy you a beer, that that that's when we can like each other, right? I
0: right, will soon have much time for that type of activity. All right, Tiki, <laughs> why did it your prediction on the Giants work out? What happened in that
1: game? Well, I mean, the Giants are a team that need to be very precise in how they execute, and after the first drive got stopped because uh, we um, Joe Shane or uh, Brian Dable decided to go for it on fourth down and. The Eagles, your team, goes back and scores again. They're they're all of a sudden off their schedule, and their 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 mode of winning is disrupted. And they I don't know if they panicked or weren't available for or weren't ready for the moment. It just felt like everything collapsed all at once, and it happened immediately. Uh, I we talked about this yesterday on our show. I honestly think that not playing week eighteen like it meant something hurt the giants not because they needed to win to show that they were compatible with the eagles or they could beat them or whatever whatever scenario you would throw out but it is hard to play in philadelphia and i know others we talked about this last week when we chatted it, it, like raiders stadium or out in oakland it's tough right you know going to a dome minnesota it's tough but there's just something really intense about Philadelphia, from the fan base, from the atmosphere, from the, uh, the the team itself this season, it's hard to play there. And a lot of these guys weren't ready for that moment. And you could see it and you could feel it. So, in a nutshell, the Eagles at home put an aura on the Giants that they just couldn't cope with. That's a
0: fascinating answer for somebody who's experienced it himself, Tiki. Tiki, we got a rookie seventh-round pick coming in. At quarterback, uh, Brock Purdy, it, yeah. he has not he has not encountered this uh, environment either. Do you think it'll be shocking to him when he sees it on Sunday?
1: I do actually, um, because you can't prepare yourself for it. Like you think you understand what hate is like, like what what, uh-huh. what like like vitriol is, and it. And usually, when you experience it, it's because of a, a reason, right? It's because you've done something, or you've earned the hate of the opposing team, or the situation that you're in. And Philly, it's just because you're, you have the wrong jersey on, right? And, and and they're knowledgeable. The thing about Philly fans, you guys know this—you're knowledgeable about the guys that you're you're killing. I remember going down there after I first had uh, my my son AJ, who's now 20 and crazy in college at Princeton. Um, people are talking about, "Hey, you're gonna fumble your son." Like it's like little things <laughs> oh. that don't mean they don't mean anything. Yeah, but you're like, "What the? What are you talking about?" Right? And so it, it, they get inside your head because they're knowledgeable and like really loud and vitriolic fans.
0: That's fascinating. We are thinking that. Uh, he has not faced that kind of a pass rush. He has not faced this kind of environment. But we keep yeah. here is what we keep getting told, Tiki, that he's not really quarterback of the team. He's just managing the offense. I, I, at some well, point, he's going to have to make split second decisions as a
1: rookie. Yeah. That's going to be a challenge, isn't it? Well, it is. But you, you also have to give him credit because. You know, Brock Purdy had no snaps until six weeks ago. Uh, he was the third-string quarterback. Maybe he was running the scout team. Um, and all of a sudden, he gets thrust into an environment, and he, and he understands the playbook. He understands what he's supposed to do with the do with the ball. And while the last couple of games haven't been elite, not throwing for 350 yards and four touchdowns, all he does have to do is manage the game and get the ball in the hands of his playmakers, whether it's Kittle or Chris McCaffrey or Debo Samuel, or even Brandon Ayuk. At this point, there's so many places where he can distribute the ball. I think the thing that he's done best as a young quarterback without like, deep knowledge of this offense is extend plays and not make mistakes. When you make mistakes as a young player, they, they tend to compound because you get confused why you made the mistake. And you're like, oh, well, what am I doing? And you, you get lost. He's, he's stayed current every single game that he's played in. So even when he's made these little ones, they don't compound themselves.
0: All right, Tiki, i got to take your temperature on Daniel Jones versus Jalen Hurts based on what you said last week and now. Because last week you said you thought Jones was in a better position. Chris Sims, yeah. after the game, we think he's a boob here at Philly, all right, Tiki? But he said okay. he still prefers Jones because Jones can run almost as well as Hurts, and Jones is a better passer. Look, right. Where are reason... you right now with these two? Yeah.
1: Look, I, I love Jalen Hurts. I said it to you last week, and it wasn't about Jalen Hurts. To me, uh, Jalen Hurts, is the sky is the limit for him. And the only reason I thought that Daniel Jones was better prepared was because of his health. Right. Daniel Jones is healthy. And you know, he's a big kid, Daniel Jones. He's 6'4 and 230-something pounds. He's he's athletic. He can run. He can throw any ball that you need to. But Jalen Hurts has a gamer in, this, in him. There's like this um, – this, this, what we usually refer to as the X factor. He finds ways to make plays, even when sometimes they're broken down and not available to him. That's both with his legs and with his with his arm. And I think the the thing that I learned against you know in the in the divisional game against the Giants that I kind of knew but I hadn't seen is that he's fearless. Right when you're hurt and you have a a bum shoulder and you still run into contact and you still like put your body in positions where you could you know, do more damage, it, it's, it's telling me something about your mind. Now, maybe it's just crazy because all football players are a little bit crazy. Maybe he's just a little bit more crazy than I thought. But there's a fearlessness to him that he'll get it done no matter what. And that's, that's something that you can't, you can't put on paper. You can't measure it. There's no anecdotal way or empirical way that you can you know, quantify that. But he has it. And by the way, he's had it his whole life. And I know we talk about it all the time from his high school and college, both his transfer, uh, you know, Alabama and the transfer to Oklahoma. He's had that, and it translates into the NFL, which is which is rare and hard to do.
0: I, I just got one more, Tiki. I love this. You really shed a lot of light on what's going on. Uh, Tiki, the, given that the fans were not really kind to you here, do you have a rooting interest in the <laughs> NFC Championship game? Would you like to see these fans disappointed of the nines, Niners go to the
1: Super Bowl? What's your rooting interest here? It's funny because I like I developed a, a deep respect for Philadelphia, even though I hated going down there and playing. And I told you last week I knew I was done when I went there, and I didn't feel that, that higher. But something happened after 2002, after Rondé's yeah, uh, interception. It's it like it it's. I'm, I'm being serious. It like right. flipped to this man. Uh, they like they got to live with that forever. I can't be their enemy all the time. You know what I mean? Wow. And so, and so I've 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 had so many close relationships with guys on there. Whether it's Dawkins or Ike Reese, your colleague, or uh, or Jeremiah Trotter. And, and, and even though we, had, we did battles and it was like, I hate these guys and Troy, you're such a jerk off, you did this and like, I hated it. But at, the, at now that I've grown, I realize that you very rarely get that kind of relationship um, on, on the field that, that, that expands off of the field. And so I've come to respect Philly and the, the, wow. the team, the organization. You know, my last game was down there. I told you guys this, the the, the playoff game where Brian well, Westbrook went crazy on us. Um, and basically, my retirement press conference happened in the press room yeah. that, that day, wow. that night. Oh. And Jeffrey, and, and Jeffrey Lurie came in and said glowing words about me, right? And so it, it was unexpected. I was just kind of like, all right, this is my last time talking to you guys. <laughs> you know, I'm retiring. i going on to do the Today Show and all these other things. And he came in and, and said really nice things about me. It it, it truly changed like wow. my feeling about the about the team, the organization. I love it, Tiki. I,
0: I want to say this: you are now uh, we are fans of Tiki Barber in Philadelphia. We still hate your brother, however. <laughs> You tell Rondé to
1: go to hell, but we really like you, Tiki. All right? I will do that. I, I, I relish that because he has everything else on me. He was a championship. He played 16 years, made 10, six more years of game checks than I did. He just plays golf for a living now. Wow. So I will tell him that. Tiki,
0: thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this twice in a short period of time. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Be you guys. Anytime. Reach out.